This is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony from Golden Years Financial Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin and Michael provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony. Hello, and welcome back to the Swan Song Financial Show. This is Kevin Anthony. And I'm Michael Anthony. With Golden Years Financial Advisors. We're excited today to be able to bring to you a new topic. Uh, and we're going to talk today about preparing for retirement as a couple. If you like the information that you hear on the podcast today, feel free to give us a call at 574-968-7926 or visit our website at goldenyears-advisors.com. We have our past shows listed on there. And of course, you can sign up for our programs through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. So today... Michael, conversations about preparing for a retirement as a couple. You know, it's interesting, Michael, in our workshops and stuff, when we think about retirement, it's really easy for people to get caught up in their individual roles. In other words, hey, honey, I'm putting away this much money in my salary, or hey, I'm getting this kind of a match going on. But, you know, for millions of Americans, retirement truly is a joint venture with a spouse. And so with that in mind, our show today is going to explore how couples should prepare for retirement together. But before we get going into our discussion, we want to welcome our co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. Thanks, Kevin. And and thank you, uh, Michael. Just a great week. Uh, I did take some time off. The first time off I've really taken this year since the whole COVID hey, thing. Yeah, good deal. Good deal. Enjoy enjoy your time. Yeah, I really did. I really did. It was weird because, you know, I've been working out of the home studio. So it's been a weird year anyway with all this COVID mess. But uh, it felt good to take a few days and just uh, kind of get away a little bit. But how about you guys? Michael, how have you been? I've been good. Um, unfortunately, I didn't just have a vacation like you. I just kept on working and <laughs> sure. uh, studying over the weekend. I would have loved to get away for the weekend. Uh, so I'm a little envious of you. That's for sure. <laughs> no problem. My end, I uh, end up playing a, in a tournament with some golf, Tony. So I've uh, allowed Michael to keep working while I was out on the golf course. <laughs> that oh, is such a pleasure. So, that is so <laughs> nice of you, Kevin. And I, I just uh, I think that's awesome. <laughs> hey, it's called it's called a team effort, right? right. Just kind of like we we're talking about today. Retirement as a couple, it's a team effort. <laughs> well, right. In fact, I'm a great topic. I'm going to have to listen to this one with my wife. Uh, we'll listen to it together uh, once we get it uh, recorded and up there because I want her to hear this with me. And, you know, I, I can definitely see how easy it would be to think of retirement as an opportunity to do more things we like to do, whether it's golfing, fishing or traveling. But, uh, you know, a lot of people obviously will have a spouse during retirement. So that means you have to build your plan as a team, right? You're absolutely right, Tony. Most folks are going to have a spouse in retirement. So there's a lot of planning that's going to take place, joint planning, if you will. I mean, there's what kind of a home are we going to live in retirement? What 
types of vacation are we going to go on? Um, are we going to help fund college education for our grandchildren? And even all the way down to legacy planning, what happens when we're gone and what do we want to do for inheritance? So there's a lot of topics to be discussed. And actually there's a website called thebalance.com and it has an article in it. It was seven tips on planning for the future as a retired couple. And actually they do a really nice job in there and really point out a few things that you should strategize when it comes to retirement and start talking about. And, and Tony, the first of those things is discussing those big picture goals together. Well, that's a good place to start the goals. Obviously, everybody's going to have a few things that are important to them, but you got to get on the same page about your goals. And, and that's going to make the rest of the planning process easier, I would assume. Oh, absolutely. You're definitely right. I mean, one of the things we like to talk about when we're talking about retirement, and again, generally speaking, a lot of the clients we work with, the majority I would say are couples. So that's why we're talking about it like this. It's, you know, every situation is a little bit differently, is a little bit different, but you know, this applies to everyone as well. But something my father and I like to talk about a lot is we don't just do retirement planning. We do retirement counseling. Um, of course, we're not therapists or anything like that, but you know what? It's extraordinarily important to have conversations about the future um, for more reasons than just financial reasons. But, you know, talking about that, visioning together, dreaming together, it's you might have some surprising revelations. Uh, you know, for example, maybe one spouse might dream about retiring as early as possible. Perhaps the other one might be happy working for the rest of their life and would like to continue doing that for as long as they possibly can. Or you know what? Maybe one individual wants a awesome, tidy beachfront condo on an island, and maybe the other one wants to go bike riding in the mountains and take an RV around and see some of the national parks around the country. You know what? The quicker that each spouse can spell out and communicate with their other spouse what their ideal retirement is, the absolute better, because then you can begin to design a retirement strategy that considers the retirement that both of them want. Yeah, and I think most couples are, are probably more than happy to find that common ground, and that's why having this open conversation before retirement can make a world of difference. It certainly can, Tony. And, you know, uh, like most people, you've got all these wonderful goals and dreams and visions for retirement, and each spouse might have their own uh, perception of what that is. But the cool thing is when they come together in communication and discussion, they start coming up with a real, realistic um, picture of what retirement looks like. And then the next step in that particular process is how do you start saving for that retirement as a couple? Now, every couple is different and how they approach this preparation about, but it's pretty much sort of like how you make your decisions on how do we buy a home? How do we buy a car? We sit, we talk about it, we discuss it. And it, the savings decision is very similar to that. And there's a difference in here because what may end up happening is one spouse may have a 401k, uh, the other spouse may work for a corporation that doesn't have a 401k. Absolutely. So when you communicate together, the spouse that has the 401k, instead of putting in maybe a minimum and getting matching, matching that goes with it, they actually may want to put in a higher percentage to be able to, you know, make up for the spouse, not the other spouse, not having a 401k. And again, this is something they can decide together and implement together in a great way to be able to equalize that savings, if you will, that goes towards retirement. Well, that's a great point. What else does saving together mean? 
Yeah. So another thing that we want to kind of talk about on that same topic is, you know, in a lot of couples, there might be one individual working and then perhaps the other individual isn't working or, you know, during everything that's going on right now in this pandemic, perhaps one of the individuals lost their job or got furloughed or, you know what, is going to take an early retirement. You know, if, if that is the situation and there are other opportunities to save for retirement, I mean, you could look into something like maybe a spousal IRA, that might be a great way to save extra funds because it allows you to set aside funds in a tax deferred account for the benefit of the unemployed spouse. Oh, okay. Uh, That spousal IRA then seems to be the kind of thing that could really be a valuable tool for a lot of people out there. Uh, What do you have next for us? Yeah, in addition to the spousal IRAs, I think one of the big topics are it has to do with Social Security maximization. And, you know, Tony, we're probably going to dedicate an entire um, show just to Social Security maximization. I think we absolutely should. That's extraordinarily important. Yeah, it certainly is, because maximizing your lifetime Social Security benefits is, uh, is is a major aspect of of asset distribution, if you will. So and we want to take a look at Social Security as a major asset that people do have and they've accumulating. So we will take some more time to, to discuss this, but this planning element, if you will, uh, is really dependent on certain factors like your age, uh, your spouse's age, your earnings, life expectancy. So Social Security maximization is just not as simple as it used to be uh, years ago where we said, yep, take your Social Security at this particular age. We need to plan it out and begin several years in advance before somebody retires because the right decision can make a tremendous difference in your finances. I mean, upwards of, we've seen them upwards of $100,000 to $120,000 over 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. That's a fundamental piece of the puzzle, isn't it, Kevin? Yeah, most certainly is. Uh, Social Security is sort of the cornerstone anymore for folks that walk into retirement. So maximizing Social Security, Tony, is one of the most critical things you can do. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and you guys have that Social Security maximization report that you can run for people. And I know you're willing to run that for our listeners. And they just have to set up that no cost, no obligation consultation with you. And you know what? We should take a quick break to let our listeners know how they can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Seriously, this is a cornerstone to your financial plan. It is an asset. Treat it as something you've been investing in your whole life because you have been. Seriously, please reach out. It's an extraordinarily important part of your retirement, and we would love to at least give you some information on that. Thank you for listening. We need two main pieces of information if that's something you're interested in. So reach out to us and I'll tell you how to do that in just a moment, but we're going to need your primary insurance amount. So if you have your social security report, it's going to be the big black number up on the right hand side. And then we just need your date of birth and we're able to find out exactly what a benefit is every single month from age 62 to 70. Please reach out. Very important information. And the way that you can get a hold of us is by going to our website at goldenyears-advisors.com or give us a call at our office at 574-968-SWAN. That's 574-968-7926. We'd love to have a discussion with you and we'd love to be able to help out and answer any questions that you might have. All right. Thanks, Michael and Kevin. And listeners, I want to remind you, this is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. And we've had a great show today. We've been talking about how couples can and should prepare for retirement together. And it's been a good one. What do you have next for us? 
Yeah, Tony, I really, this is a fun topic for us. And again, just recapping people need how people need to share their retirement goals and expectations, uh, take a joint approach to planning and saving and the importance of social security strategy. Obviously we get passionate about that. <laughs> uh, one, the next aspect of that is really that income goal uh, process or expense goal. So what are the needs in retirement uh, regarding income? And it's not too difficult to do uh, when you want to plan towards retirement to gauge just how much money that you'll need for retirement by estimating your annual expenses. And then uh, then you need to adjust that savings accordingly to be able to cover that gap. Now, this is where there's a lot of frank and open dialogue between spouses because one person may be thinking, hey, I can craft a re retirement expenses by cutting expenses at these particular areas and we can get away with half the income that we're uh, enjoying right now and the other spouse may be thinking absolutely not i am looking for a lifestyle that is going to <laughs> right. require sort of the same income level right now and uh they just you know this is a great place for conversation and gonna find sure. out who wears the pants real quick <laughs> <laughs> and making yeah and making sure those goals and expectations are aligned it's, it's extremely important and it's really a foundation for starting to prepare for the type of retirement a person wants. I definitely agree, Pops. But I mean, maybe we should look at incomes in comparison with those expenses as well. Do you think we should divide up, you know, maybe guaranteed income, income that's a little bit variable? I mean, we just talked about Social Security, right? What would you mm -hmm. consider that as an income? Yeah, Social Security is a solid income. And yeah, we you want to identify the incomes that you can count on that are solid incomes that come in, maybe a pension plan, uh, maybe the social security income. And there are some variable incomes that come into that then, Michael, from the standpoint of uh, could even be IRA distributions, 401k distributions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when those come in, when they take place. And again, all that is predicated on what the expenses look like, the lifestyle mm -hmm. people want, and then planning the income accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. Those income sources can kind of help give a scope to the conversation a little bit, help guide that conversation for sure. Absolutely. Good call. Well, and this all makes sense. I mean, we, we want to make sure that both uh, people, uh, both uh, partners and the couple get all of their goals and expectations out in the open and really look at that income that they're going to need. And working with a financial professional like yourselves is so important to figure out, you know, what are we going to need in retirement and how are we going to get there? The stakes are high. And having a comfortable retirement isn't the kind of process you want to try to go it alone. And you don't want either person uh, in, in the couple to pull any punches. You, you want to lay it all out on the table. Uh, what do you have next for us? All right. So I'm pretty excited about this part. I mean, it's not necessarily something to be excited about, but <laughs> you see a lot of horror stories. So I'm excited to tell people about this, but we're going to talk about checking your beneficiaries. That is extraordinarily important. So your beneficiaries on your 401k or we'll say your different IRA investments or different stock investments, banking accounts, so on and so forth beneficiaries are important. Beneficiaries actually supersede the will. Some people don't realize that, but let's say in the will, I have an IRA and you know what? 
in the will, it says my funds are going to my father, Kevin Anthony, right across to me. But you know what? My 401k or my IRA says, you know what? No, my, my funds are going to my brother. So the proceeds would actually go to my brother because he is the beneficiary of that account. The beneficiary supersedes the will. So now where you see this as being a problem is there's sometimes sticky situations where maybe you've gone through a divorce or maybe... Yeah, we, no, we'll go with that example. Let's say you've, somebody's gone through a divorce. Well, Tony, I'll tell you what. I'll just give you a story happened a couple of years ago, <laughs> uh, sitting sitting around the table. Because, you know, the hustle and bustle of everyday life makes it really easy to forget to make these changes, especially to things like, oh, your 401k beneficiary. So sitting around the table about a year ago with a husband and wife and uh, looking in, uh, looking at their beneficiary forms, and we'll say her her name is Linda, okay? But I asked, uh, I asked him, I said, well, here on your beneficiary, um, it looks like it's Kim. Who's Kim? <laughs> and you figured out who Kim was. Linda spoke up, but he didn't have to answer at all. Says that's his ex-wife, and we need we need to get that changed now. So again, in the hustle and bustle of everyday life, it's really easy to forget what needs to be changed, and that's why you got to work with a good advisor that can help guide you uh, in making sure everything is the way you want it to go. Absolutely. You want to make sure that will is in align with those beneficiary statements and you want to check those beneficiary statements maybe every year or so just to make sure that's lined up the way that you exactly want it to be. Yeah. And I think that's critical. And so uh, we're covering a lot of ground now. How do we how do you go about changing your beneficiaries? It's actually a pretty simple process, Tony. Um, so if you have an IRA, just simply contact the brokerage firm. Um, if you have a 401k with your business, just reach out to the human resources department and they should be able to direct you from there. Sure, that seems simple enough. Uh, what's next? Well, you know, and, and I think one of the things that be next here is, and, and this might be an unusual topic a bit here, but in some situations, couples may actually want to consider not retiring at the same time. And, you know, retirement does present a lot of lifestyle adjustments and they can be difficult to go it, go through it together when you both retire on the same date. And I know the dream typically is retire on the same date, but there's been a big shift in this and going from work to retirement is a major paradigm shift. So staggering your retirement dates, it could be as much as three months or a year. It, it does allow each spouse to have their own space and their own time to be able to adjust to uh, the, what the new daily routines look like. So it can give you um, a chance to be able to acclimate a little bit better towards retirement. We're not saying it's not saying it's for everybody, but it's something to at least talk about. And actually, it also does give you a few more options when you're uh, starting to talk about your strategy for taking Social Security. So staggering that retirement might be a good idea for some couples. Well, yeah, and I've never thought of that before. I'll confess, staggering uh, your retirement dates with your spouse. But now that you've explained it, I guess it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, in some situations, you know, like we said, not all, but in some situations, it's definitely worth considering. And we're starting to see this pretty often. You know, Tony, there is a topic, if you don't mind, I want to move into this topic. And it's a, a bit of a departure from what we've talked about so far today. And it's the topic and reality of divorce. Uh, someone that has either, you know, been divorced or going through a divorce. And there are a number of retirement assets to factor into your marriage when it comes to a sudden end. 
And so working with a financial professional is very important, of course, along with an attorney. But there's a, when it comes to separation of assets, you know, bear in mind that the separation of assets can be extended to retirement plans. And within the tax laws, there's something that's called a qualified domestic relations order, or you might hear it said as a quadro, but qualified domestic relations order. And the purpose of that order is to be able to divide a retirement plan in a way that avoids withdrawal penalties. In other words, if the divorce or separation took place prior to age 59 and a half, in most situations you withdraw money out of a qualified retirement plan or IRA prior to 59 and a half, you're going to have some penalties, 10% penalty to pay. This part of the tax law allows those assets to be separated. And one of the things to consider probably would be, um, you know, if you're entitled to us, also if you're entitled like a, to a spousal support in retirement, that's something you may want to consider. And there are options back to Social Security filing again. There are options in for Social Security as a divorcee, you know, based on your divorce's spouse uh, Social Security record, there are some earnings that could be made up in retirement on that. So if a person's going through divorce or even considering remarriage, it's a, it's a touchy topic, uh, but it's one that needs to be discussed and discussed openly. Well, yeah, and this show's been great because you guys have been talking about ways that as couples, we can ensure that uh, they're developing a plan for retirement that works for each member uh, of the couple. And uh, that's why I got to get my wife in here because we know who wears the pants in this family. Uh, <laughs> I got to get her listening to the show, but I, I think it's been a good one so far. Yeah, I think with this has been a great conversation. This has actually been a very enjoyable topic. This is something we talk about pretty frequently. As we mentioned, most people going into retirement are going into retirement with uh, a partner. So we're going to dive in a little bit farther, Tony. Um, my father and I did find another article that kind of will help lead this discussion. I bet we found found this one from thebalance.com as well. It's called Five Mistakes Married Couples Make with Their Retirement Planning. Um, so again, there's exceptions to this, but generally speaking, the first thing you should probably avoid especially according to this article is viewing money as my money or as your money. Again, this is a team effort. This is something that we want to work towards together. So, you know, one spouse might be a more conservative investor. One spouse might be very aggressive. And, you know, the fact of the matter is normally a couple is usually better off taking a household view when it comes to planning for retirement. But it is important to have that conversation so that you can understand how the other individual wants to invest and how their mindset works. But at the end of the day, let's meet in the middle and let's plan it as a household. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Meet in the middle, get it all out on the table. Communication is key. Uh, are there situations, though, where each spouse might be better off carving out their own retirement path? Does that ever happen? Yeah, it definitely does happen. And we, we do have a reasonable amount of clients that do function like that. But again, generally speaking, it's usually done together. But you know, there are some situations like a second marriage or a third marriage where each spouse needs to look out for their own assets or if they have children from previous marriages as well. But as I mentioned, generally speaking, it's, it's, it's a team effort. Yeah, and, and as it should be. And I think, yeah, that would be the best in most cases, obviously. Uh, and I think that's good advice. So what do you have next for us? 
Well, Tony, and another common challenge in re- retirement strategy is not really considering the difference in life expectancy or age or health. Um, and it's a, it's a discussion that life expectancy is never a lot of fun to talk about, but it is a necessary and very important discussion to have, especially if there's a big gap between uh, ages on the spouses. So, you know, because I'll just give you a couple examples of things that, you know, could be a challenge if you have a big gap of ages between spouses. And one of those has to do with required minimum distributions uh, from retirement plans. Uh, If you have a spouse that's quite a bit older, uh, then that spouse has to start those required minimum distributions uh, significantly before the other spouse may even be retired. And when you have a spouse that's quite a bit younger, that spouse may want to continue to work for a number of years while the other spouse is ready for both of them to be retired. So those kind of situations really have to have some great conversations about expectations, about how long somebody's going to work, when income's going to be coming in, when you're going to take required minimum distributions. And primarily one of the big things here, we go back to Social Security distributions, but with an age gap difference, it's extremely important to look at survivor benefits on Social Security. Uh, They can make a huge difference for that younger spouse who is probably going to be the survivor. Lastly, health differences between spouses uh, onto some things that are a little more fun here. When you talk about travel and activities, you need to look at the health and the age of uh, spouses that have a big difference in in their ages as to how soon they want to start certain activities where they may want to actually allocate a little more funds towards the early years of retirement so they can enjoy some of the activities. Uh, Again, communication, keep it open especially in a situation where we have a significant age difference between spouses. Well, yeah, and I mean, a conversation about life expectancy, it doesn't sound very fun, but like you say, it's a critical part of preparing for retirement. It, truly, it really is. There's there's no question about that. And yeah, you can have some fun with it and joke around a little bit, but we need to have some good conversations. And really, the, the other next pitfall, just to roll into that, uh, is the, really the pitfall of pension and pension planning. Uh, this is an irrevocable decision, Tony, when it comes down to making a decision, just like Social Security. It's an irrevocable decision, and it demands attention. So if a person today still has a pension, we want to cover a little bit about some options on those pension plans and how important it is to make sure that you understand each option on the pension because you can get lump sums, you can do single life expectancy, joint life expectancies, and each option has benefits and uh, potential downside to it. So consideration has to be given as to what a person is looking to do if they want to pass on benefits to even children and their grandchildren, their legacy plan, or if they're looking at maximizing income just for them and their spouse. So again, this is an irrevocable decision like Social Security and really demands proper analysis and uh, the impact of what this decision is going to be on the income plans for a person that's in retirement. Well, you know what? This conversation is great. And again, it's all about communication and working with a financial professional, professionals like yourself. Um, What's one last tip you have for us? Yeah. So one last thing to hit on, and we, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you should possibly avoid beginning Social Security without considering the survivor. That's extraordinarily important. Survivor and spousal benefits is a huge part of Social Security. 
I mean, if you both decide to take Social Security as early as you possibly can, that's going to make it a little bit more difficult. It might be wise to let one roll up all the way to have the maximum benefit possible because once one of the two partners pass, the highest of the two will stay with that other partner. Wow. And that's extraordinarily important to consider. That's a That could be a lot of money down the road because you are losing... I mean, half of what your social security is possibly, maybe even more. So it's it's very important to consider what the best strategies are for social security. And oftentimes, if it's if we're able to do it and if somebody's in the right situation, we do often recommend letting at least one roll up. Yeah. And that's why, Tony, I think we need to dedicate an entire show to social security planning in I the near future. completely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. A whole show on how to maximize your social security and all the different benefits you and bet. ins and outs. Well, this has been a great discussion, though, on preparing for retirement as a couple. But we're out of time. Really quick, one more time, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So if you have any questions about your financial strategy, I would highly encourage you all to visit our website at goldenyears-advisors.com or give us a call at our office at 574-968-SWAN. That's 574-968-7926. We'd love to have a discussion with you and our team would be happy to answer any questions or concerns that you might have. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard to enjoy. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Swan Song Financial with our hosts, Kevin and Michael Ann. Thank you for listening to the Swan Song Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Kevin and Michael Anthony at Golden Years Financial Advisors. Call 574-968-7926 or visit them online at goldenyears-advisors.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. Insurance products and services are offered through Golden Years Planning Services, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services Affiliated Companies. Kevin Anthony, Michael Anthony, Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.